Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today is another episode dedicated to our gut health. Specifically, today's episode we are dedicating to probiotics and prebiotics, probiotic and prebiotic foods. And you'll know everything you need to know about those substances that you might hear a lot about these days um, when you hear something about gut health. And there is a reason for that. Those are probably the most important factors, well, besides the bad guys in our diet and uh, lifestyle factors that tend to negatively affect our gut health. So probiotics, prebiotics, those are really important um, things for our gut. So probiotics foods are foods that naturally or when added to them have bacteria that live in our gut. But they also are in those foods because those bacteria, they're kind of like everywhere. And whenever there is food to ferment, fiber to ferment, they are in foods and inside our body. So probiotics foods are foods with live and active bacteria that um, add to the pool of bacteria in our gut and uh, by doing so improve our gut health. So what are some probiotic foods and what dangers to avoid when trying to eat them and buy them. So first, yogurts and kefirs. You know, yogurts and kefirs and other fermented dairy or non-dairy products, uh, they are different because of different bacteria strains, so different bacteria kinds that are in them. So some would have, you know, one type of bacteria, some would have another, and, you know, the number will also be different from product to product, and there is different, you know, food technology, how they create this product, but uh, yogurts, kefirs, not all of them, not everything that looks like yogurt or kefir actually has live and active bacteria. So you need to see on the label, you need to, you need to look uh, at the label and see whether it says, you know, how many bacteria it has or it doesn't have any. Also, what you need to be aware of is, well, yogurts and kefirs, you know, they don't have to be dairy. And I actually prefer plant-based yogurts and kefirs. When it comes to yogurts and kefirs and milks, I always go for plant-based because usually they are digested and assimilated and cause much less trouble than dairy alternatives. Plus, it seems like, you know, that is better for the planet, better for us. And I don't see why people even, you know, go for dairy products, really, when it comes to yogurts and kefirs, because the taste of most products these days, of good quality products, they're exactly the same as uh, of dairy alternatives, but they're much better for us, it seems, for our digestion. Anyhow, guys, yogurts, kefirs, make sure they're in there are live and active bacteria. It should say that. It should say that on the label, and make sure that there are no added sugars, and no added artificial anything, preservatives. Maybe some fresh or frozen fruit in it. That would be okay. So yogurts and kefirs. Uh, another category of fermented foods that usually would have live and active bacteria are sauerkraut, kimchi 
pickles. So basically fermented vegetables of different sorts, like different cultures, food cultures would have different kinds of fermented vegetables. Uh, fermentation was a process that we as human beings uh, used before refrigeration came along to preserve our food. Uh, but nowadays, so we know about the additional benefits of containing live and active bacteria that are beneficial to our gut, and that's why we make them. And also for the taste. I personally love the taste of sauerkraut, one of my favorite foods. I always add it to my salads and eat it almost every day. So sauerkraut is my fermented food that I prefer to eat every day. Kimchi, um, I actually never tried uh, kimchi. I don't know. Uh, it's Korean thing, but I couldn't really get into that. Like, I guess if I would try it, I might like it. I'm not sure. But kimchi is also a fermented product made from cabbage, just different kind of cabbage, I think, than sauerkraut. And then pickled vegetables, pickled cucumbers or pickled um, plums, like they do in Japan, umiboshi, I think it's called. Be aware, again, of different additives. Um, make sure there are live bacteria. If you're not sure, it doesn't say that on the label, then look on the website, Google, you know, and then buy that brand that you're sure of. A lot of times the brand would advertise those live and active bacteria on, somewhere on the label. Make sure there are no additives, again, preservatives of all sorts and, you know, too much sugar. Even though that bacteria fermenting, the cabbage might eat a lot of that sugar, but you don't want to be eating added sugar when it's not necessary. And when it comes to pickled vegetables, guys, some pickled vegetables are not fermented. They add vinegar to that, any kind of vinegar that they choose to use, and that would resemble you know, fermented pickles. They would probably taste quite similar, but there are not going to be any live bacteria. So also when you buy pickles, not all pickles have live and active bacteria. So understand that. And again, um, watch out for preservatives, additives, um, too much added sugar or any sugar, really. I would go for sugar-free for that one. And make sure that you're not eating fake fermented pickles that were made with vinegar. The next one, guys, cheese. Um, cheeses might be natural, might be naturally fermented, might be fake cheese products. Cheese might have survived live and active bacteria and might not. So again, you need to do the research for any specific kind of brand of cheese. And I can't even say that there is specific cheese kind that would have live and active bacteria. It really depends on each individual producer. So you need to do research to figure out whether your cheese, be that uh, plant-based or dairy-based, has live and active bacteria. There are some that have, but there are also many, many others that don't. The next one, uh, kombucha. Kombucha is a fermented kind of tea. I'm not a fan of kombucha. I don't like the taste or anything about it. Uh, but it is a fermented product. And again, it might have live and active bacteria, but it also, you also need to do the research. A lot of kombuchas would have a lot of added sugars and different stuff. Yeah, it's natural sugar, but it's still a lot of sugar. And you don't necessarily, sugar is not too good for our gut bacteria. It supports the growth of non-beneficial bacteria that can crowd out our good bacteria. So that's why you don't want to be eating a lot of sugar, kombucha or not. Um, 
also when it comes to kombucha and a lot of fermented stuff in general, guys, uh, with live and active bacteria in those products, especially if those products are advertised as raw, you know, unpasteurized, there is a good chance you might get some bad bacteria with those too if your producer was not careful enough to be really... Um, careful about hygiene when the product is produced. So you might get food poisoning, you know, like diarrhea. Sorry for mentioning that. But with all those raw products, that's the problem. That's the problem also with sprouts, you know, all this raw food stuff and even salads. Uh, Yeah, raw stuff does have beneficial bacteria, but it also has the potential to have pathogenic bacteria that can cause food poisoning and deliver some bacteria into your gut that you might not want. So be aware of that in any fermented product, by the way, guys. Um, I kid you not, so many times I got food poisoning from eating sprouts. Like, so I don't eat sprouts at all these days. Um, Anyhow, kombucha, you might find good one uh, with live and active bacteria without sugar. So um, see if you can find it. The next category of probiotic probiotic foods, tempeh, miso, natto, other fermented soybean products. Now, soy in traditionally fermented products, usually Japanese by origin, is not the same as soy you would eat from other products, non-fermented. Tofu might be fermented, might not be fermented. Again, you have to do your research. When it's not fermented, it can cause a lot of problems. So it can disturb hormonal balance. It can disturb your gut balance. So, But fermented soy products can have live and active bacteria, and they can be quite beneficial, beneficial for our health in general, plus quite a good source of protein too. So... Um, look, if you like soy products, then look for original fermented tempeh, miso, natto that is also super high in K2, one of really few products that reach in K2. So another category, fermented soy products. Uh, one other food that I absolutely love, and this is also kind of new trend, chocolate. Chocolate actually has some... Um, Fibers, natural, rich chocolate. The chocolate I'm talking about is natural. It's rich in fiber and it's high cacao percentage. I personally eat no added sugars. um, But if you want or prefer a little bit of sugar, then go for really, really high percentage. Anyhow, chocolate has the power to feed our good bacteria. And these days, they create probiotic chocolate or chocolate that has live and active bacteria in it. And usually you can find that chocolate in refrigeration section of your healthy food supermarket. That's a new trend. And usually you can either order it online or find it in really good health food stores. It's not as popular yet. But it's quite a good addition to our probiotic-rich foods. Good gut bacteria seems to love good quality natural chocolate. Again, go for really, really high percentage. And uh, if it's raw chocolate, especially if it's supernatural, it usually would have quite good amount of protein and fiber. And what else? Supplements, guys. Probiotic supplements. 
Each brand will be different. They would have different bacteria in them. And what is more important, they would have different method of encapsulation, those bacteria, so more of them will survive in our gut. Because to get into our gut, those bacteria in supplements, just like in foods also, they have to get through our digestive system. And so it's not really clear what's the best way to deliver them there, but I do recommend to go for probiotic supplements that specify somewhere that they have a special encapsulation technology that seems to help with delivering more gut beneficial bacteria into our gut through our digestive system. So look out for those. And remember, guys, that it doesn't matter how many probiotic-rich foods foods you eat, if besides that, you don't do much for your gut, like eating a lot of fiber-rich vegetables and fruit, nuts and seeds, foods with resistant starch, like we talked about, uh, supporting your body and your gut with appropriate lifestyle choices. If you don't do any of that and just eat probiotic foods on on top of crappy diet and lifestyle, it's not going to work too well. That's all studies show, guys. So you kind of have to do everything to reach the benefits, to reap the benefits of eating probiotics-rich foods. And now from probiotics to prebiotics. Prebiotics, guys, are those kinds of fibers, different kinds of fibers that our gut bugs, our beneficial gut bacteria love and thrive on. So we actually talked already about one prebiotic fiber that was resistant starch. We talked about how it passes our uh, human, you know, most of our digestive system undigested and they get to um, our colon and or not our colon, but our small and large intestine where different bacteria digest or I'd better say ferment those undigested fibers, creating different sometimes vitamins, sometimes minerals, short short chain fatty acids and other different anti-inflammatory and health promoting substances. So they ferment those fibers, they eat those fibers uh, and they in return, they create for us different beneficial compounds. So those are prebiotic-rich foods. And so what is the, you know, some of those prebiotic-rich foods? Well, one kind of prebiotic-rich foods we already talked about yesterday when we talked about resistant starch. Um, Today, we'll talk about more of those foods. One of the foods that you might try that is not actually food the way I'm proposing to try it is chicory root coffee. That's a coffee substitute that has nothing to do with coffee. It's made of chicory root. And chicory root is one of the richest in prebiotic fibers foods plant. So if you want to increase prebiotics in your diet, then try chicory root coffee. You might like it. And again, it's a great prebiotic for our gut. And it's for sure really beneficial for our gut when it comes to coffee. Some, you know, um, some nutritionists, some scientists, they say it might be good. It might not be good. Uh, It depends. But chicory root, it is for sure good for us. So look out for chicory root fiber. Another foods that not so many people know about or talk about, at least in a non-low-carb world, 
shirataki noodles or shirataki pasta, or sometimes they made rice out of it. Shirataki is basically um, a food created from konjac root, has nothing to do with liquor. <laughs> it's, again, actually, it's a plant, a root, not vegetable, but it's just root plant. And they make those noodles, low-carb, low-calorie, you know, there is almost nothing but fiber and maybe some protein uh, in them. So I use them whenever I feel like I miss my pasta, I miss my noodles. Uh, when cooked with some uh, meat or eggs or um, maybe a lot of vegetables and different, uh, you know, spices you love, they have the power to look and taste exactly like pasta, but again, they're made of this konjac plant root, and they have a lot of prebiotic fibers. Fiber, it's almost everything they have and nothing more. So those are some products that I personally love. They are high in prebiotic fibers. I'm lying, actually, to you. I don't like chicory root coffee that much, but shirataki noodles, yeah, I love that. My mom actually like, likes chicory root coffee. It doesn't have any caffeine, too. So let's get to prebiotic foods. Um, onions, garlics, leeks. Uh, guys, high in prebiotic fibers. You can't eat a lot of them, usually. And the more you cook those foods, the less prebiotic fibers they would have. So leeks, maybe you eat them raw in your salad. Onions you cook, but maybe cook not too much. Uh, but they are high in prebiotic fibers and also in different antioxidants. Some are rich in vitamin C. Something like garlic is also beneficial for immune system uh, because it helps to fight and kill bad guys. Onions, again, have vitamin C, for example, antioxidants that... Um, also boost our immune system and plus they boost our immune system by feeding our gut bacteria prebiotic fibers. So onions, leeks, garlic. One uh, of the best uh, plant that has a lot of prebiotic fibers in the form of resistant starch, as we talked about, is oatmeal. So the less processed oatmeal is, the more of that fiber you're going to have. Um, so if you like your oatmeal, make sure there is no added sugar or anything artificial and they're not processed a lot and you're going to get a lot of gut benefits. Let's go to other prebiotic, prebiotic fibers rich plants. Dandelion greens actually really high in prebiotic fibers and really high in fibers in general. You just need to eat, um, let me see, you need to, you need to eat really not a lot of it to get all the benefits of prebiotic fibers. Like, uh, let me, I'm trying to find for you actually the amount of dandelion greens, but guys, dandelion greens is one of the richest foods in prebiotic fibers, and it has so many antioxidants also, so include them in your diet, guys, as much as possible. I found it, guys. So just one ounce of dandelion greens will give you a daily serving of your 
prebiotic fiber, but it only happens if you eat those raw guys. Again, cooking most of the time will destroy some of the prebiotic fibers. So let's get back to our prebiotic-rich foods. Chocolate also seems to have that prebiotic fiber and other compounds that seem to promote growth of beneficial bacteria. But again, make sure that it's either sugar-free uh, or really little sugar. It's really dark. If you can find raw chocolates, it's even better. Uh, and enjoy your chocolate because it's gut friendly and plus it promotes blood flow to our brain and it's also proven to improve our brain and heart health. But again, only certain kind of chocolate. Underripe banana. Bananas, guys, in general, they are rich in nutrients. I'm rediscovering bananas. They're rich in nutrients. They're rich in gut-friendly fiber. But specifically, when the bananas are unripe, they have a lot of resistant starch that we talked already. The greener, the more resistant starch. I mean, uh, really green bananas are not that fun to eat, but they do have more resistant starch, and your gut box love green bananas. So eat bananas, not just for potassium, but also for your gut box. Beans, peas, rich in prebiotic fibers, guys. Just make sure to cook them the right way. Pressure cooking to destroy all the anti-nutrients that might prevent your body from uh, assimilating and absorbing some minerals. So make sure to cook them right so beans, peas um, have a lot of prebiotic fiber, specifically resistant starch. Spinach, guys, another food rich in prebiotic fibers. Also, guys, while the blueberries, uh, you wouldn't think that those berries have a lot of prebiotic fibers, but they do. So do raspberries. Those are two berries that have quite some amount of prebiotic fibers, uh, plus antioxidants, anti-aging compounds. So blueberries and raspberries. And last but not least, asparagus, guys. Uh, that's a that's quite a potent vegetable too. Uh, has a lot of prebiotic fibers, feeding our gut bacteria, uh, high in vitamin K, uh, really low in calories, really delicious, um, have a lot of antioxidants, a lot of antioxidants, uh, and again, fiber-rich, so asparagus. Uh, it's not digested well raw, so maybe steam it or saute it a little bit, not too long, go for young ones because they are digested and chewed better. Um, asparagus. Oh, guys, I completely forgot. Apples, also great source of prebiotic fiber, especially when you eat them with skin on. Just make sure to go for organic because if you don't go for organic with the skin on, you're going to also eat quite some... Um, Toxic, quite a lot of toxic substances. That's it, guys. We talked about prebiotics and probiotics. Again, probiotics are foods that have those alive and active bacteria. Now, there are many foods that are supposed to have them, but don't because of our modern food processing. So make sure that on the product it says that it has alive and active bacteria or do the, re do the research to see if they do, maybe 
try to find some probiotic rich raw chocolate. That would be a treat for you and your gut bugs. And prebiotic foods, foods that have fibers that feed our gut bacteria going through a digestive system, mostly undigested till they reach our intestine, intestines where they are fermented by those gut bugs who in return that we feed them, you know, for that, they create those beneficial compounds that don't just feed us, giving us some energy and vitamins and some other beneficial anti-inflammatory compounds, but they also heal our gut, they uh, heal the lining of the gut and uh, just make our digestive system a whole lot healthier and boost our immune system too. So probiotics, prebiotics. Uh, Re-listen to this episode, guys, because there were a lot of nuggets of healthy eating wisdom. Share this episode with one other person who might be interested and equally excited about improving their gut health because our gut health improves our energy levels and our whole body health. So share, share it with another person. Go search for different new uh, probiotic and prebiotic foods. If you have any questions, don't forget that you can always reach out and I'll give you more details, something that I might not have mentioned today. And as usual, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And till next time, eat better daily.